What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. What's going on, Adam? How are you? It's a happy, happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I don't know why they call it hump day when everybody usually screws on the weekends, but, you know, happy hump day to you. Yeah. I mean, they, it's because it's the middle of the week. You get over the hump. I think it's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. There you go. Oh, man. So, all right. Lots to talk about here. Uh, you know, obviously, the lines are out for uh, for all the NFL games. And this is what we like to do on a Wednesday because, you know, you guys have you've done your waiver wire stuff. Wednesday daytime practices. A lot of people, a lot of veterans take that day off. Um, I think the big news, Adam, is probably that T. Higgins uh, is uh, is officially declared out for Thursday night football. And people are going to be listening to this podcast on Thursday day. So, you know, obviously you know, we, we, we got to trust in Chase. But I mean, again, Tyler Boyd, incredibly underrated. Yeah, and he's going to see another big opportunity here uh, in a good matchup against Jacksonville. So. Definitely someone that you can put in your starting lineups this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like it. Although I had to, I was talking to somebody uh, who called in today talking about on the fantasy alarm show um, that he's got, you know, Stefan, it was, it was, it was Stefan Diggs, Cooper cup, Deandre Hopkins and, uh, and Tyler Boyd. And the question was, was does he play Boyd ahead of time? Uh, just because of the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is, uh, you know, status is, you know, not really known. It's not Hopkins. And they say yeah. that he's, uh, he's, he's still questionable. I mean, he played last week and he played a lot of snaps. So why would we think he's not going to play? I don't necessarily know if he's not going to play. I mean, he played a lot of snaps and he sat in as a decoy last week. Um, I mean, again, that's your individual decision. Uh, if Hopkins is out there and I have him, I'm going to play him. I mean, again, he played 88% of the snaps. So even if he was a decoy, why was he out there so much? You could take a hit. You could take a hit blocking. So I don't think they would put him out there if they were going to risk injury. So you lock him down then? DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, I have and him. And you leave a, Tyler Boyd on the bench. I mean, I have him ranked as a wide receiver too. I mean, I don't. Again, that's up to each individual. If someone wants to do, it's their team. So I'll start them if that's the way, if if you want to go that way. I would it. That's me. That's, that's, well, see, that, that we're asking the question here, Adam. It's, I told you. I'm, I'm actually Hopkins asking you the higher. question. I told you I have Hopkins ranked higher. So why would I say I'm starting Boyd if I have Hopkins ranked higher? I did, you said that after I asked the question. I'm just getting my answer from you. <laughs> but again, Everyone has to make that individual assessment. If someone calls up and say, I don't feel comfortable starting Hopkins, then don't. Right. But they're 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 asking the question because they want to know your advice and your opinion. Yeah, I would start Hopkins. There you go. See how how hard I said is that, that from the beginning, though. And I and I and I just wanted to give you a little follow-up on it. That's okay. what we do. We talk back and forth. We discuss these things. Right? Right. Oh, what are you grumpy today? What's the matter with you? Oh, but I'm saying I made it pretty clear. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, like, what you want me to say. I, of course, he's not practicing. He was dealing with injury. He didn't practice last week and he played. I know the results weren't there, but, um, you know, I mean, it, it's tough with the Thursday game. That's why. But I, it's I, hard to sit a guy like DeAndre Hopkins 
if he's out on the field. He scored a touchdown the first two weeks. Yeah, last week was a bad game. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right, so there you go. So if if that wonderful caller was also listening here to the show, then you've got your answer right now, and that is Adam says you start Hopkins no matter what. What did you tell him? Uh, I actually didn't answer the question. Jim Bowden did. We talked about you know you know moving uh you know moving Hopkins moving Boyd into the into a wide receiver spot because the guy was talking about flexing him and. There's a lot of stuff there. I think Jim told him to that he would rather go with uh, with Boyd than be concerned that uh, that Hopkins was uh, was having a down day. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Differing of opinions. Jeez, Adam, you're in a mood, man. What's I'm your not. mood? What, you are. You totally all. are. You're, no, I'm, I'm sorry that you have Garrett Cole. Uh, in your fantasy leagues, and he's and he's fucking you over right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I get for taking a fucking Yankee. See, there you go, right? I'm sorry that Aaron Nola forgot how to pitch in the second half of the season. Yeah, he, he's not been good either. Oh, he got out of the second inning, at least. It's going to be okay, Adam. You're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. No, it's not, bro. This is a critical week these days here, man. This is a very this, critical this, week. This, this decides titles. <laughs> It definitely does. All right, where are you in the league that in, in the in the two leagues that you said you have Garrett Cole and right? How about a little fantasy baseball here for a second, people? It's crunch time. It's down to the wire, and this is a this is a multi sport podcast. We'll get to the to the NFL lines here, but we gotta you know we gotta help out Adam Ronis here because he's sweating these this final week of the MLB season. So talk to me, man. Uh, what's your what's your status in the uh, in the leagues that you have Garrett Cole? Um, ERA wise, moving, movable in categories. What's going on? Uh, I have Cole in TGFBI where I'm in second place, a point and a half out of first. So I need K's. I'm up 11 in K's. I need a win. Uh, I have 94. Team in front of me has 96. Um, ERA, he can't really damage it. I can't really move up or down. Whip was key. I already lost a point in whip because of his fucking ass today. Um, so I'm at point, 1.202. The team in front of me is at 1.201. So I need him to settle down. Um, and then I have him in my home league where I can't finish first, but I want to finish second to get that uh, money. I mean, third gets money too, but um, it's uh, basically break even. So in that league, I am currently, oh, damn, now four at a second. I need wins from uh, from him. I have him, Iovaldi, Alex Wood, and Frankie Matas going today. And I'm tied in wins with 110, and there's a team with 111. And the team in second, I'm tied with that 110. So wins are kind of critical at this point. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty tight. And then I have Nola in the GST, where I'm trying to hold on to first place. That's been going back and forth every single day. And I opened a five, no, four and a half point lead coming in to uh wednesday and uh i think nola's already dropped my era oh okay went up oh, i'm up uh three and a half right now with uh nola and michaelis going and the era is like it's three it's uh on, there's a three eight three me and two teams a three eight four a three eight five and a three eight six so <laughs> pitching is going to be pretty critical here down the stretch all right, so you're sweating this shit out. Look at you. Look at you. It's going to come like down it. to Sunday. I'm going to be fucking watching football and just staring at my live scoring for baseball. 
oh, Sunday night recording this pod is going to be just no, a, a there's, treat. Well, we'll know by Sunday night. There's no Sunday night baseball this week. No, I know. So by the time we're recording, you'll have known already if you've won or lost. And yeah, yeah we'll, see, every, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we get grumpy Ronus or uh, or just regular old Ronus. Every game is at three o'clock for baseball. So, well, between three and three twenty p.m. So everything will be over, and then I already know what my Cowboys did, and uh, then we'll uh, right after the Tampa Bay New England game, which no one's talking about. It's just been buried in the headlines. Tampa Bay and New England. Who are they playing this week? They each other? I think they are. Let me double check. I got to look at the schedule. Oh, wow. Wait, they are playing each other? Holy shit. Oh, I didn't know. Ah, look wow. at that. Interesting. Hmm. Wait, I didn't hear- Brady used to play there, right? Is that is that what it is? Is that what everyone's talking about? They that Tom Brady that. used to play for, uh, for the Patriots? That might be it, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But, I mean, certainly, like, the, the, the coach of the Patriots – uh, isn't somebody who Brady played for for a, a long time, is it? No, not that long. Like a couple was, of years uh, yeah. 17, 18, 27, something like that. Was his was his stay in New England, Brady's that is, is it long enough to really qualify as a revenge game narrative? No, I think you need at least 25 years to qualify. Okay. All right. Well, see, it comes up short for me then. I don't really know what to what to do with this game. That's a tough right. one. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. Yeah, probably not. Right? Isn't New England isn't isn't in the Patriots team terrible? Well, they have no offense. Yeah, rookie quarterback. <laughs> right? Right? Rookie quarterback. Please. <laughs> Every time you turn on something anywhere, that's all you hear about. It's literally all you hear about. I don't even think I've I've looked at the ESPN homepage because I, I'm just sure that I'm going to be like completely bombarded by it. Well, I think after tonight you'll be hearing. Uh, do the Yankees have confidence starting Garrett Cole in the wild card game next week? He has a four six one ERA in September, and he's getting hammered today. He really is getting lit up, man. It's uh, it's it's no bueno. It's no bueno. Hey, you know. Toronto lineup. See, that's that's the that's the worst part about this Toronto Blue Jays lineup, is that you know I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel confident starting any pitcher against these guys. They could they could absolutely light it up for fifteen runs, or they could you know just kind of do nothing. Yeah, I mean, as a fan, I would like to see Toronto get in that wild card game because they're just a fun team. It's a fun lineup, a lot of youth. Yeah. Uh, so I I kind of hope they get in. To the wild card game. I mean, the Red Sox kind of feel like they're fading a little bit. I mean, the Yankees really took it to them. And like you said, it's only one nothing in the fifth against Baltimore. And they already lost to Baltimore last night. There's no excuse for them. They play Baltimore and Washington. Yankees have Toronto and Tampa Bay. There's no excuse for Boston. It's all in their hands. You take care of business. You should get in. So it would be a failure for them. And Toronto has uh, things, well, a little bit in their hands. They have to win. Wednesday night game against the Yankees, and they have to win Thursday. They have no choice. Yeah. And then yeah, who do they play to finish? Let me see here. Their schedule. Uh, they finish with uh, Baltimore in Toronto. No excuse for them, too. I mean, look, they this is a big game for them. They beat Cole, and they get this W on Thursday. They have Robbie Ray against Corey Kluber. Uh, they got to win that. And then you go three in Baltimore, or three against Baltimore in your house. I mean, basically, these are for all these teams. It's playoff games, but uh, 
Toronto's got to win these two against the Yankees. And then Tampa Bay, though, like Tampa Bay will have nothing to play for, but I'm sure they want to eliminate the Yankees for postseason. I think that would bring them a lot of joy. Yeah, they locked up. They're pretty. I don't know if they officially locked up, but they have 97 wins. Houston's Tampa, at 92. Yeah, no, no, no. They, they, they locked they the division. No, did they lock up home field? I think they did. Oh, home field throughout? Well, in the American League. They can't get in the NL because Houston. I don't think they, yeah, I don't think they can catch. Um, I don't think they can catch Chicago, can they? Chicago got ninety wins. Tampa has ninety-seven. Oh, oh. Tampa's ahead. Yeah, Houston. I, yeah, I guess you can. If Houston has five games left, they can win ninety-seven. I guess if Tampa wins tonight, I guess they clinch. Okay, ninety-seven. Yeah. So by the time they play the Yankees, they might not have nothing to play for. But I would think they would be like, yeah, let's eliminate the Yankees. I think that would bring them joy, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if the Rays are as spiteful as as you are. Oh, I think they are, bro. I don't think they like the Yankees. I mean, I you know, know. The Yankees train down there too. I don't, I don't think they. Nobody likes the Yankees except right. for Yankees fans. Exactly, because everybody everybody loves to hate on a winner. Yeah, I know they've won so much over the last fifteen years. Do Do you really want to go there? I'm, you, is it a do fact? Do you really want to go there? Have they really won? A, have do they you, won? Do you really? How many World Series do they have recently? The last one was in 2009. Okay. So then they didn't even win in the past decade. So how are you going to say everyone hates a winner? Because of the many championships that the Yankees do have in their history, as well as the fact that they usually finish near the top or at the top year after year. Does it always become a, a World Series championship? No, it doesn't. Do you, do you hate when New that England? Happens. Do you hate New England? Do I hate New England? Yeah, yeah, of course I hate New England. Why? Because they win all the time, and because like uh, my Jets sit un- underneath them in the seat in the standings all the time. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just see, you just hate the Yankees because you're a you're a Met fan. Who, no, it has to. We went over this. We, I don't know what you're, you're a Met fan who has an inferiority complex has because the Yankees that, are just bro. a better organization. No, episode, was it 184? I don't know. There was an episode, actually multiple episodes where we went over this. It has nothing to do with that. I told you, for those that maybe had just listened to the podcast, I hated the Yankees since a little kid when the Yankees were not winning in the 80s. It has nothing to do with them winning. Maybe for other Mets fans, yes. I just grew up hating the Yankees. Right, because it's natural that you're you're taking the secondary team in New York so you have a natural inferiority complex. No, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's totally it does. It. Yes, no, it does. It. Telling you, man. Telling you, you guys. It's like again. It's like it's like the the Giants and the Dodgers. The Giants are are this like you know. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times they'll win. Uh, it's still all about what the Dodgers are doing, and it's just it's an inferiority well, they've been, complex. They've been rivals going back to their New York days, right? So they've had a rivalry for a long time. Right, right, right. Because they were both in the same city, just like, again, the Mets and the Yankees are in the same city. So there's always there's always one team. I mean, take a look at the, the White Sox are like the redheaded stepchild in Chicago. Which I don't know why that's the case when the Cubs don't barely won. Right, but it, yeah, for for whatever reason, because Chicago's filled with a bunch of lovable losers who, you know, wear that like a badge of honor. But I mean, that's that's kind of it's what it is. It's like these cities that have okay, wait, wait, okay, two teams. You're a Rangers fan, right? I am. You hate the Islanders, correct? Very much so. Why? 
Why do I hate the Islanders? Yeah. Because they're a division rival. And when I was growing up also, I had to deal with the uh, the Islanders winning Stanley Cups from like 1979 to 82 or 83 or what it was there. Yeah, they won four in a row. Yeah. But they were a division rival of ours, and it was Long Island versus New York City. So there's no complex there? No, there's no complex there with the Islanders. Ah, it's a piece of crap organization. And the Nassau Coliseum is a dump. It is a dump. That's how Although, horrible wait, does it their new their new um arena opens up this year, right? Uh in Elmont by Belmont Racetrack. Oh, I I, I guess. I think it's is it this year? I, I gotta check that out then. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if that is but it, no, is, it has nothing to do with an inferiority complex. It has everything to do with just it's a division rival. I I, I just happen to be. With the exception of the Jets and the Giants, and it's really kind of funny because I don't hate the Giants. Jets fans should have an inferiority complex because it's a piece of shit organization, and the Giants have have, have won. Um, is there jealousy there? No, it's not why I you know I don't hate the Islanders because I'm jealous. I don't hate um, New England because I'm jealous. But I, I really, I genuinely don't hate the Giants. That might be just because my wife is a diehard Giants fan and. You know, if I support them, then, you know, I, I, I still get lucky every once in a while. Maybe that's what it is. That could be it. But like yeah. your hatred for the Yankees is just that's that's born in being a, a, a fan of the secondary team in that. Okay. Season. See, you're wrong on that because the Mets were the primary team in the mid 80s. So that's when I grew up watching baseball and becoming uh, a Mets fan. Never, they were they won. And they, they had a great team, and that was such a, an amazing run in the mid '80s. Okay, but, but they were still kid, never if you were the a New kid, York team. They weren't were the number one team. If you were a kid in '85 or '86, who ran the city? The Mets. You could say whatever you want as a Yankees fan. The Mets were the team that year. The Mets that year. were a better team. They were a right? better team in the '80s. So but I the grew Yankees up as are a team. better organization. Okay, okay, but that's not that's not the point. Just like if a kid grew up in the mid '90s, they the Yankees were the team, right? I was mid-80s. The Mets were the team. The Yankees were not winning. The Yankees didn't win World Series. So there was no inferiority complex at that time as a kid for a Mets fan in the 80s. The Yankees were irrelevant at that point. So that's when I hated them. So you cannot point to them winning. I don't know why you don't see that connection. I'm not pointing to them yes, winning. I'm pointing to them as the organization that the but city embraces more. But they weren't in the mid-80s when I was a kid. The Mets were the Dude, team they that made all the noise. Still, listen, they, they were fun. hated. Everybody hated Steinbrenner. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a big joke about him throwing money at the team constantly and it coming up short. But it doesn't change the fact that the Yankees are a storied franchise. They are. That's and not when the you argument. think about it, I, storied franchises, how, how can you, you side with the bigger team. That's just, that's it. How can you tell me how I feel? I'm not telling you how you, you feel. Are. You just said I have a complex and I'm telling you. I because it's me. ingrained in being a Mets fan. No, no it's not, bro. Not it every is. Mets fan has the same DNA. There's some Mets fans that don't hate the Yankees. So you're, 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 you're wrong on this. Nah, I'm not wrong. You are. I'm not. You're projecting like you knew me as a kid and knew exactly what I was thinking. When, again, the Yankees were not winning. If you want to say a kid in the 90s who grew up as a Mets fan and just started watching baseball and the Yankees were winning championships, I would see your point. The Yankees weren't winning shit when I was a kid. 
Right. And yet and yet it still probably bugged you that they still got the back pages of the newspapers all the time. They oh, still man. got the attention. Oh, dude, get out of here, dude. The what? Mets were a fucking rock star team, man. I mean, people were stopping to watch their games everywhere. Come on. Come on. Did dude. you watch the Danny Tartable, Jesse Barfield? Yeah, You're uh-huh. missing the point here, dude. Dale Berra? Yeah. Mike Pagliarulo? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. This I'm, is I'm no very you know sorry. What? This sorry. is what you this what? is Knicks, Knicks fans right now saying that the uh, Brooklyn Nets are irrelevant and they will never capture New York City. Knicks fans say that all the time. Yeah, I don't I you know, that's the the funny thing is that I don't know if the Knicks can really qualify for that, right? I mean, because the, the Nets really the Nets were never a, a New York team. They That's were the why, yeah. they were the ABA. They were New Jersey for a while. Moving to yeah, Brooklyn, there's no natural feel to them. No, 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 no. But I would have taken some of those ABA Nets teams with Dr. J over any of the friggin' Knicks teams. Yeah, no, those were some good teams. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, saucy baseball talk here, huh? Yeah, we missed the. I missed the baseball talk, bro. I, I think do it's, too. It's going to be an exciting, exciting postseason, man. I'm actually, I'm very looking forward to the postseason, even though my Mets won't fucking be in it because they suck. See, I can blast my team when they deserve it. They're you shit. Definitely can. It's a fucking embarrassment this this season. You guys All spent right. a lot of money too to suck this bad. It's fucking embarrassing. I tell you, I tell you. But at right? least it ended pretty quickly. Like, I, I love the Mets fans who were like, <laughs> no, the Mets fans, like, over the last two months, oh, they, they got a shot. I'm like, guys, have you fucking watched this team? They had an opportunity. They went first place. I think they set a record. They went first place for 103 days, and they're going to finish under 500. Like, I don't understand. Like, well, you know, they're still – no. My doorman, he's not a Mets fan. He's a Red Sox fan every day. Oh, the Mets still got a shot. I'm like, dude. Have you watched this fucking team? They're done. And I would say it every day. And then finally over the last week, yeah, they're done. Oh, really? What have I been telling you for three months? I knew it. I knew it in like July, bro. I was like, this team is just dead. They're done. It's just they they blew an opportunity. So at least I saw it early, but I saw some Mets fans. Oh, they have a shot. Yeah, they have a shot because the fucking every other wild card team sucks. And so the Cardinals pulled off 17 wins in a row. <laughs> But, you know, at least they saved me a lot of stress over the last two months. I barely watch. I mean, I've watched the game still because I'm a fan if there's nothing else on. But I, truthfully, I am watching Yankees Blue Jays right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just more there's important. Always, it's a, it's there's a, bigger, there's bigger yeah. impact. Yeah. Why do I need to watch the Mets Marlins and what, fall asleep? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, listen, if you if you if you've got insomnia, why why the and, of course, not? and and I actually need the Mets to dude, that's the worst part about the Mets. I needed the Mets to lose yesterday because I have Trevor Rogers in multiple leagues. He leaves the game 1-1. He doesn't get a win. Tonight, I have Eliezer Hernandez in my NFBC online championship. He's fucking losing 2-0. This team can't fucking do shit for me right. <laughs> well, at least you can rejoice in the fact that the Yankees just played in two runs. And, you know, hopefully they uh, they come back and they bail no, Garrett Cole well, out. No, what's going to happen is they're going to come back and win. And Garrett Cole's not going to get the win. So stick it to me even further. <laughs> Aranola gives up another run. Damn, man, he has killed me this year. Oh, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at you. Yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, a grouchy Ronus is a fun Ronus indeed. All right. <laughs> We're going to oh, tell you, I could, I could listen to this for hours. I really could. And you know what? I mean, there are people who like listen to this podcast regularly who would be like, yeah, no, no, no. Don't change the subject. We just want to hear Adam just complain the entire time. How terrible right, is look, that song? I think people realize because people are going through this now. If you're playing fantasy baseball, like you're sweating these games out, man. You know, like it's it's that's what's crazy about fantasy baseball. How many leagues do you see that absolutely come down to the last day? Right. Right. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. mind boggling. Like how many there are like yeah. And that last day means everything. And you're like, damn, game 162. And let's not forget, too, in most leagues, that if there's a playing game on Monday, it counts. It, it counts. Yeah. I mean, you could see it. Dodgers, Giants, if they're tied for the division lead, they have to play a playing game to see who wins the division, the wild card. Um, obviously, in the AL, there could be a potential two or three way tie. Yankees, Blue Jays, Rats. I mean, Mariners are right there. Mariners know what's talking about them. And they're, what, a half game out going into Wednesday? Fucking insane. Crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. Yeah, listen, there's a, there's a lot coming down to it. I think uh, Steve Gardner had a, a tweet out today, something about Jeff Erickson about to like slide into first place and like labor mixed. And there was another one also there. Um, yeah, dude, it's listen, I love it. See, that's one of the things, you know, that's one of the things I love so much about fantasy baseball is just the fact that, you know, it is it's been, it's been a, a long grind. It's agonizing right to the very end. Like you never feel safe. Doesn't matter. I mean, listen, yeah, if you have like a 25 point lead and nobody in your league is doing anything, then okay, fine. But, you know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a grind. I've got a nine point lead in the Sirius XM host league. And I'm like, I'm sweating that every day. Right. It's like, am I going to hold on? Am I not going to hold on? What's going to happen to my team? So I dig it, man. Good shit. Good shit. All right. Take a quick time out here. We'll pay some bills. And then when we come back, Adam and I are going to run through an early look at the, uh, at the, at the spreads for, uh, for, for the NFL games here in week four. It starts with Cincinnati against uh, the Houston Texans, and that's a seven-and-a-half-point game. So we'll lead with that when we return here on the Anti-Up podcast. All right, Adam, here we go. I know. Don't be so grumpy. You'll you'll get your wins. They'll come. Let's talk a little uh, little NFL point spreads here, um, and just start throwing down our uh, our early leans uh, of what we're looking for. Let's start with the Thursday night football. Uh, Jaguars visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are favored by seven and a half. Um, you know, no T Higgins, but you still have the the usual suspects there. Uh, Marvin Jones revenge game narrative, Adam. You, you didn't even talk about that. You want to talk about that at all? Sure, play him. I mean, he's been the top target for Jacksonville anyway. Yes, he has. Yes, he definitely has. I mean, I like I like the Bengals here. Uh, it's kind of more a bet against Jacksonville. They're zero and three straight up and against the spread. Twenty ninth in offensive DVOA, twenty seventh in defensive DVOA. They can't score. Their coach is clueless. Lawrence has been turning it over. Bengals defense has actually been pretty good. I know it's scary to take the Bengals in a primetime game with that many points, but uh, I'm going to do it. It's a bet against Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville has just been brutal. They're one and six against the spread in the last seven games. Bengals are actually six and two against the spread in their last eight home games. I know most of those have come as an underdog, uh, but I'm going to take the Bengals. 
Taking the Bengals. That was my lean also on that one as well. I kind of like the Bengals here in this one. Um, I just, I, yeah, I can't get, I just can't get behind this offense in Jacksonville, right? I mean, you know, will, will Robinson see James Robinson see some touches? I mean, you got it. I mean, you'd like to think that running him is the smart move against this Bengals defense, but I think I, you know, I feel like this just, this is one of those games where, you know, Urban Meyer just turns it into a, you know, tries to turn it into like a, you know, a back and forth, heavy passing attack kind of thing. And I just don't think the Jags have it uh, in them to, to match the Bengals on that. So I'm with you there. Um, start off Sunday's games in the early slot, uh, Washington football team visiting Atlanta. Uh, the football team is a, uh, a road favorite, but it's just a point. Um, this went down, I think, right. This, this, this is like two and a half the other day. Um, yeah, this is a tough game. I'm leaning Washington. I think they're better than what they've shown and maybe their defense can show up and take advantage of a bad Atlanta offense. Uh, I know Atlanta won last week on the road, but uh, I'm leaning towards Washington in this game, but I really don't love this game. I don't love this game either. Um, I, you know, I, I want so badly for things to work out for Atlanta and I've always been a Matt Ryan fan. I'd like to see Kyle Pitts, you know, do something. You know what it is? I just I don't think that the Falcons offensive line is going to be able to match up with Washington. Uh, so, yeah, I, I lean the, uh, the the football team, too. Um, I mean, it's basically it's a it's it's you know, it's it's a pick up. I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, if Washington wins this, uh, you know, a field goal, six points, five, you know, four points, maybe, but not not a, not a one pointer there. Uh, Houston visiting Buffalo. Buffalo's a 16 point favorite. Uh, in this one, I mean, I, I don't I don't like laying that many points. I might just take Houston on principle, but I'm not going to take it in like the Westgate. I'm not going to take it in like the Golden Nugget. Um, you know, if if it's just a matter of like a pick em contest, um, I, I would. But I, I really don't like it. But I'll I'll lean Houston and the points. 16 is so much. It's a lot. Um, it is, but I'll probably lean towards Buffalo here. I just think they're just, <laughs> just destroy them. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. Uh, and they're obviously going to be the most popular pick in survivor pools this week. Easily the most popular pick in survivor, which always makes me a little nervous. Yeah. I mean, they're the only double digit favorite this week. Are they the only double? Yeah, yeah. they are the only double mm-hmm. digit favorite this week. All right. Um, Detroit visiting Chicago. You know, this is, this is an interesting one for me. Like, obviously, you know, everybody's down on, on you know, the way the Bears looked and Matt Nagy's, uh, you know, decision to basically treat Justin Fields like he was Andy Dalton. Really kind of upsetting. Lions are, you know, they're not a good team, but they have, you know, shown competitive moments. I feel like everybody's going to be off Chicago because of of the the unrest there and i think everybody's gonna be like wow i mean detroit you know they hung with this team and they they, you know could have you know could have won that and whatever um i think i'm taking the bears and i'm laying the points at home here what do you have it as three or three and a half i have it at three on dk sportsbook what do you got it on um okay i thought it was so it maybe uh moved in um i'm probably gonna take detroit in this one um take the points uh division game Detroit has been a lot more competitive than I thought. You know, they're fiery. They're 
came back in week one against San Fran and made that game interesting. Uh, they hung in there against Baltimore. Um, I understand what you're saying, but uh, I'm just going to take the points here. But again, not a game that I really want to mess with. Division game between two bad teams right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think people do react to last week and I kind of do like looking at that. And I think people will be down on the Bears. I don't think they're going to be bad this week. I think they're actually going to be okay offensively. I think they, they'll they be much better. It's a much easier matchup, but I think I'm still taking Detroit getting the points. All right, look at that. On opposite sides again there. Usually we're like in lockstep and harmony here. A little differing of opinions. Let's see where we go. Carolina visiting your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys favored by four. Um, very strong defense you're facing here in Carolina. They also uh, added C.J. Henderson. They traded away Dan Arnold for him, so they picked up another uh, good, solid guy in the secondary, which, you know, in time, because of, of Dallas's pass attack here, where's your lean? Uh, it's Dallas. Uh, I do, There's an interesting trend I tweeted out today, though. Under Matt Rule, the Panthers are 8-1 and against the spread on the road. Um, but when Dallas is favored by three and a half, four points with Dak Prescott at quarterback, they're 18, 12 and one against the spread. That's uh, 60 percent. So I think Carolina has been very fortunate so far with the schedule, you know, facing the Jets, the Texans. You give them credit for the Saints. I don't know what happened that week. They've allowed 30 points in three games, but this is the best offense that they faced. So we saw Dallas without Cooper and Lamb having big games. They still got it done. So this is a big test for Carolina. Um, they have the extra days, though, to rest. They played Thursday night. Dallas has the short week coming off Monday night. Uh, so you could consider that. But uh, I'm going to take Dallas here. Taking Dallas. All right. Well, I'll just go opposite you and take Carolina in the points then. Just to annoy you. Okay. <laughs> just to annoy you. And try and get Fancy to take the Panthers uh, plus should, four yeah, for his, uh, for his do long that. shot. Do that. I don't, think it's, I don't think the game's close enough for him. Yeah, that's true. It's not. He, he's going to take the Lions and the points. He's going to listen to this <laughs> podcast, and then he's going to take the Lions and the points. Probably. You watch. Sucker. You watch. <laughs> uh, Colts visiting Miami. Dolphins favored by two here. The Colts defense not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, Carson Wentz doesn't look good with the, uh, with the, the, the leg issues that he's enduring. There's a lot to hate about the Colts right now, but I'm sorry, man. I can't get I can't get behind Miami. I can't get behind Jacoby Brissett and and this offense. Um, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I won't do it. I'm going to take Indianapolis and the points. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts too. They've gone against Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford. Now they go against Jacoby Brissett. Desperate team. Uh, really need a win here. Uh, I didn't think the Dolphins were great last week. They obviously had that defensive touchdown, which really helped them. Um, but I think this could be a letdown spot. So I'm taking the Colts. Oh, there you go. Copycat. Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Your Homer pick on Dallas. You copying me on the Colts. All right, let's keep moving. Let's see what do we want to do. How about the Cleveland Browns, Minnesota Vikings? I love this game. Oh, the over over under went down to 51 and a half. Damn, it was at like 53 and a half the other day. Um, Browns are favored by two on the road here against Minnesota. This is a straight up no bet for me. I love both teams. I really do. I mean, 
You got Chubb on one side, Dalvin Cook on the other. Kareem Hunt is there. You've got Odell Beckham back. Um, you know, they just yeah, the, the the team, you know, I like Peoples Jones. Then you look on the Minnesota side. I mean, obviously, you know, Cousins has been throwing for 300 plus yards. Cook's a beast. Jefferson's a stud. Thielen's a stud. But their defense, like I think the defense of the Browns is better than the uh, defense for the Vikings. So you know what? I'm going to say Browns minus two. Yeah, I'm not going to pick this game either, but I'm going to take the Vikings as home dogs. Um, they're 35-21-1 and one against the spread at home since Mike Zimmer has been coached, including 9-3 and three against the spread as a home dog. And weren't they a home dog last week too? Yeah. Um, they were. Well, they mean by a point, Fensty. Oh, okay. Well, there's two here. What's the <laughs> right? It's two. It's double. It's double. Yeah, it's it's double. twice as many. Um, and it seems like Dalvin <laughs> Cook might play. He practiced, so I'll go Minnesota. But I'm not gonna bet this game. I'm not gonna bet this game either. Uh, Giants traveling to New Orleans. This is the first home home game for the Saints, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Saints minus seven over the Giants. First home home game. Yeah, I'll just take the Saints and lay the points. Um, I am taking the Giants. Uh, no. Yeah, I think Why? this. Is, I think this is a. a, a could be a trap game. Uh, the oh. Saints have Saints have not been that impressive um, offensively. Um, I know they had the first game against Green Bay. Everything kind of just worked out. Uh, and I just think this looks like a game that looks too easy. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Saints. They're home. They're better. I know their defense is good, but I think the Giants cover. I don't think they win, but I think they're going to cover this line. What do you, you said seven and a half or eight? Seven. Oh, it's seven now? I'm, I'm still, looking, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at seven right now. I'm still going to take the, I, yeah, I would have loved it. I was definitely seven and a half yesterday. I would have loved that extra half, but uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to take the Giants here. I do love getting that extra half point. I really, really do. I'm with I you. think this could be an ugly game. Uh, and I think that's going to favor the Giants or at least keep it close. I mean, look, it, it, they have so many injuries. Wide receiver, Blake Martinez yeah. is out for the year. The home field advantage people are going to point to. I just think that this is uh, this is going to be a, a close game. Okay. All right. Um, Titans, Jets. Oh, Jesus. The Titans <laughs> are minus seven over over the Jets here. I, I don't I don't pick this game. This game is disgusting. It's it's you know what I mean. Legit, I think the Jets should just forfeit. I don't care how bad the Titans' defense is. Because obviously that's why it's only a seven-point game when the, uh, you know, when the Titans were favored, you know, even heavier last week. Ugh, Jets! Oh, Jesus! What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you got in this game? What do you like? I want to take the Jets and say that this is like the worst defensive they faced in their home, and they could do something. But I think until they actually show something, it's hard to take them. So. Oh boy, I really want to take the Jets with the points, but there's no, there's no way to kind of back that up. There is no <laughs> way. There's zero way to back that up. Zero. So, all right, <laughs> Titans. Derrick Henry, go Derrick Henry. Chiefs, Eagles. Chiefs are uh, a seven-point favorite here on the road in Philadelphia. Is this the game that that you know? I was talking to Jim Bowden about this one here because, you know, I was talking about Miles Sanders as a contrarian play. 
because the Chiefs' run defense is bad, but you've got, you know, everybody's down on Miles Sanders, worried about the offensive line, blah, 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 ad nauseum. And, you know, Jim was like, this is the game that that Patrick Mahomes just, you know, they're in last place right now. It's embarrassing. Uh, he's just going to come in there and just take over this game and just destroy it and sling the, you know, sling the rock all over the place. Um, do you have a lean in this one? Yeah, I've been going against Kansas City a lot against the spread. Talked about it last week, how they just, I think going into last week, they were 2-11 and 11 against the spread in their last 13. And then last week, they obviously didn't cover. But I think this is the week they do. So give me the Chiefs. Give you the Chiefs. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, you got to figure it's going to be a get right at some point, right? Um, that's the last of the early games. Let's uh, move on to the afternoon slate. Arizona Cardinals at the Rams. Uh, Rams are a four-point favorite in this one. Oof, Cardinals. Didn't the Cardinals, is this like their third road game? Uh, they were on the road in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, Curious. Let me... Uh... I remember who they play week one. They, uh, they were at the Titans, then they visited the Vikings, and then they're at uh then they were at the Jaguars, and now they're at the yeah, they're two and zero oh on the road. Yeah, three of their first four on the road. Three of their first four on the road. That's brutal, man. Mm-hmm. You got a lean here? Um ooh, division game. Remember, DeAndre Hopkins might be a decoy. Maybe. Um <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take the Rams. They uh, I think they're the better team. Uh I always worry about Kingsbury in these spots. Um yes. I mean it could be a field goal game, but I I'm going to take the Rams here. And they've they've really they've been really good against the Cardinals. Last 8 meetings, 7 0 and 1 against the spread against the Cardinals. Wait, what was that record? 7-0-1 against the spread, their last eight meetings with the Cardinals. See? There you go. Sometimes, Adam, you just got to let the trend be your friend. Until it uh, backfires, right? And yeah. Then you lose your money and you go, okay, well, forget about that trend. Well, I, you know, <laughs> who's saying bet the farm here for crying yeah, yeah, out loud? Yeah. I mean, we didn't say that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? If you got a, a mortgage payment, dude, don't worry about it. Just bet it. Bet it. You'll be good. What could possibly go wrong? And someone's going to be like, you told me to put the mortgage lost. Like, uh, do you sense sarcasm? That happened today. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Mike Cardano, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. So on Twitter, I put, um, uh, it was a comment from um, uh, Bruce Aaron saying Antonio Brown will be back practice tomorrow. So I wrote huge revenge game for Brown. So Cardano responds, dude played one game there. He doesn't even know how to get to the stadium with Brady driving him. And the Pats took a shot at him when no one else would. He domestically screwed himself. He has no bone to pick with them. So I wrote, your sarcasm radar is off today. Get some coffee on National Coffee Day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Michael. He he was probably pissed at you, though. He was. Well, he responded. (laughs) He goes, he goes, fine. I know when I'm not wanted. Don't have to tell me twice. I'll move on to some Russell Wilson short tweets or something. And then posted like a, a GIF and wrote Scott Angle. 
Oh shit! Well, I get it. Sometimes it can be tough, and I, I, I guess he didn't remember me arguing with Angle all those years over the revenge uh, narrative. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite narrative. No, I that's I love. I lo- look. There's times where it makes absolute sense. Steve Smith going against the Panthers, right? But yeah. I just love how people cherry pick it. I'm like, oh, what about this? Oh, it's not a revenge game. Why? Well, because he's not good or this. I'm like, then what is it? What do you do? You're cherry picking so it works in your favor? Like, that's not how narratives work. That's what annoys me about it. I get it, you know, but like, it's just funny. Oh, no, that doesn't count. Why? He played it. Well, he's not that good. Okay. So, okay. I, I So we're just going to cherry pick everything that works in our favor. And then when it doesn't work, I don't hear anything. Isn't that isn't that just what what every fantasy analyst does? They cherry pick stats to to prove their point, um, and they ignore the uh, the the stuff coming back the other way. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, there. I think. Yeah, I guess there's very few out there that are actually like, okay, yeah, this is reasonable. Look, we all have a natural bias, right? If we we if we pushed hard for a player going into the year, we're probably gonna find a way to spin it and be like, well, you know, um, this, you know, I mean, it's natural, but at some point, you got to be like, look. I was wrong, or this is what. That's it. Learn from it. That's it. It's okay to be wrong. We're we're no one wants to be wrong. We want to get everything hundred percent right. But that's not how life works, oh, dude. You know that's it's always been, and you know even coming up in the industry, like that was always something that was like super important to me was just transparency. It's like I I know I'm not going to be right all the time. If I was right all the time, I wouldn't fucking be here. I'd be on a yacht somewhere, not giving a shit about, you know, anything. Exactly. It doesn't work like that. And, you know, for, for, for analysts who like sit there and like freak out or, you know, they try to hide their, their losses. No, you, you got to own it. Right. It's about the process. And sometimes the process does not give you the winning result, but you got to right. stick with the process because more often than not, it does work and you have to just kind of, Stay there. It's like idiots who think that, you know, they get all pissed off when they lose a fantasy football game. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't have the perfect season. But just get to the fucking playoffs. That's your goal. Yes, I've had to learn that because I don't like losing. So I'm like, oh, sit there and stress it. But I'm trying to get better at it. Trying to get better. Is that why you duck me in so many leagues? Oh, it has nothing to do with it, bro. Are you kidding me? When, what league did I duck you in? You didn't invite me to any league. You didn't put me in. Uh, I've invited. I invited you to the uh, Independence Day Invitational. There's no the, money uh, in that. And you didn't invite me this year. You didn't invite me. You, you didn't put me in your conference in, in the GST. We kept it in the same as last year because we only had one turnover. What are you talking I about? Piacenti was a new team, too. I'm saying from last year to this year, they yeah. stayed the same. Right, right, right. I'm talking about the year before when I first joined the league. Should have put me in your conference. I don't. We randomly pick it, me and Chris. Oh. Uh, well, wow. I mean, if you, were, if you were in my conference this year, would it have mattered? This year? No, dude. This year, I walked out of that draft. Well, the first fucking thing I said to you was I that know. was the worst draft I've ever done in my life. In my life. I, mean, I, I literally. Had better, I had a better team than you last year, too. I won last year. Yeah, but you I weren't in my league, and I had more. I had more total points. So if I was in your league. Wow. If you were in the league, you might not have been drafting the same players that you ended up drafting. I could have ended up with some of them. You never know. I doubt it. Oh, see, come on, see that—that's just that's that's crap. We had an overall championship. You finished behind me. 
Um, yeah, because you put me in the uh, in the tougher division, tougher no, conference. Our league was tougher. We had the higher oh, please. Scores. We did. Anyway, can we move on? Please, please. <laughs> yes, let's move on. Sick of you. Done with you. Is your food here yet? No, it's saying nine. It, it went from nine ten to nine twenty. See, see that? You know why? Because the universe hates you. Maybe I feel made like you a, made you a, a Met fan. And and now you're going to wait for Uber Eats for too long. Yeah, I mean, look, being a Mets fan is not easy. So I probably did get the wrong end of that. But what am I going to do? I'm loyal. Listen, ladies, I'm loyal. I never give up on my teams. I stick with them to the end. I don't know if I can say the same about women. But anyway. Yeah, I was just going to say, wait a minute. I'm not I'm not really following this. Edit amount. that out, Shannon. <laughs> leave it in. Leave it in. Be a, be a good wing woman. <laughs> all right let's get back to these games let's wrap these suckers up here let's uh we can rapid fire at seattle seattle uh, love them <laughs> thank you scott engel for making an appearance no, i actually do I, 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 they have lost two in a row they barely lose three in a row uh san francisco's definitely got some question marks here uh i like seattle in this game is it still three still three and i like seattle as well Baltimore Ravens, a one-point dog on the road. Denver, Denver, who hasn't played a single decent team yet, is a one-point favorite. Does the defense hold the Ravens back? <sighs> I tell you, man, it's the altitude. Is the altitude going to make me take them minus one? I think I'd be crazy to. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore here. Uh, they get some help back on the defense. They had several players. Missed time due to COVID last week. And like you said, Denver has just not been tested yet. Jets, Giants, Jacksonville, not convinced. So uh, give me Baltimore. I'll give you Baltimore, all right. You got it. Um, Pittsburgh visiting Green Bay. It's Packers minus six and a half. I got to lean the Packers here. Pittsburgh's just terrible. We don't know about Deontay Johnson. We don't even know about Juju Smith-Schuster. Big Ben clearly cannot throw deep. They're going to run heavy with Najee Harris, but in the end, I think the firepower of the Packers prevails. Uh, give me the Steelers plus six and a half. Again, Steelers. one of those, yeah, one of those games where everyone's like, oh, yeah, Green Bay's so good. I think Pittsburgh plays better. They make it, I think weather might be an issue for this game too. Uh, when I was looking ahead, I think there was some bad weather. So I think that favors Pittsburgh, make it a little bit more sloppy. Um, so I think Pittsburgh is going to be competitive in this game. This is exciting here. We're on the opposite sides of a lot of things. Although, you know, I mean, again, this is just the uh, the Wednesday lean. People. Right. <laughs> Tampa Bay, New England. Bum, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. Where are you going? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, this is so difficult. I mean, I see like 91% of the money's on Tampa. That scares the shit out of me, bro. Yep. Me too. Uh, right? That just scares me. Everyone's on Tampa in this game. Which is funny, too, because the money line with the spread is minus 115 for the Patriots, minus 105 for the Bucks. Is it really? Yeah. No way. So it's a little bit more juice to take the Pats here. Oh, you're, you're talking the spread. I thought you said money line. No, no, no. I mean, the money line yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah the, I was going to say. The money, money line on the spread. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, I thought you no, meant it's, it's minus two. to win. I was like, no way. Yeah, it's no, minus, minus 290. I was going to say, that's impossible. <laughs> um, damn, man. I mean, I really want to say Tampa, but it's got me so nervous. 
like I just I just don't see how they stop Brady and how does New England score? I mean, I guess they can pass against the the defensive backs, but damn man. Um gonna lean Tampa, but it scares me. Yeah, it ain't pretty. It it's ain't not. pretty at all. Or maybe this is just one of those games where it's like, well, yeah, all the money's on my way. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it does hit that way, you know, and the public money is right. So, but it scares me. I will say that. The public money is rarely right. So frustrating. So frustrating. Um, all right. And then uh, and then finally, here we go. Monday Night Football. Uh, the Chargers are a home favorite against the Raiders. Chargers minus three. Chargers a favorite. At home, puts me on the Raiders, plus three. Man, different team. Uh, I think the Raiders obviously have kind of played a little bit over their head. Um, I think this Chargers is a really good team, man. I really do. Um, I know you agree with me because uh, – I do. I love them. We, we, we were on them as our long shot Super Bowl bet in that props draft at 40-1. to 1. Hopefully that hits and then we can piss on everyone. Like R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> too, too early for that? Uh, you know, I don't think it's ever too okay. early for that. Okay. Yeah, I don't I'm think. Okay yeah, I know you're okay with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers here. All right. All right. I'm going to have to. That, I mean, that, that one, yeah, that, that one definitely. That's like one of those where, you know, I just take it on principle because of what the Chargers have done to me in the past. Maybe I'll just leave it as a no bet. Well, now I'm interested to see what you and Mish put in for your contest. So let me know later in the week what you guys do. You can catch that on the Wager Alarm live stream every Friday night at uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Sometimes Fridays I have things going on. But if I am available or I can catch it at any time, right? So I'll, You I'll could. You could. We could watch it at any time. Or I can just text you the picks and tell you. I'll support and I'll watch. But you could text it. You know, yeah. You know, I haven't seen Craig Mission in a while. So it made me feel like I see him. So I'll watch. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. He said, what's up? All right. Cool. Yeah. I, I, last night. I got to call him. He gets mad when I don't call him for like a long period of time. So I got to call him. We haven't had a conversation in a minute. Well, he, he, uh, he clearly misses your, your, your company because he, uh, he specifically told me to say what's up to you. Okay. Now, Mish is a good dude. Always uh, been a big fan of him. Me too. Actually, I wasn't at the beginning, to be honest. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I was like, who's this guy? He doesn't know shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I, you know, I got, I got paired up with Mish. For um, when I first started hosting on uh, on Sunday nights, I was doing with uh, with Flowers and and L Frank on Sunday nights on Sirius XM, and then uh, and then I finally convinced Deutsch to give me my own show or at least take me out of the three man booth, uh, and then he ended up pairing me up with um, with Mish, which was uh, it, was, it was very very cool. It was great. You know, total consummate professional. Love yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Definitely excellent when it comes to sports wagering and obviously has done a good job covering the Marlins down there. And then uh, he would come on our Roto Experts in the Morning show frequently and impersonate Scott Angle interviewing players at the ballpark. It was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you would hear like airplanes in the background. He's like, yeah, I'm here with uh, Joey Votto. Uh, Joey, uh, why are you so good? You know, <laughs> it was phenomenal, bro. We would just sit there, die laughing. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, shit. Poor Angle, right? Such a good target. Yeah, but I'm saying he dished it out, too, to a lot of people. And when you do that, you got to be prepared for people to come at you. And he, he, he became a good sport about it as the years went on. He was a little sensitive early on. But, you know, when you when you make fun of people, you got to be prepared when they come back at you. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. I he he was he was dogging me for a while um on the morning show. Like I I heard that were you part of that too? Oh yeah, we dogged everyone. I don't remember what I said about you if I did, but yeah, we we would go over this the grid for the day and like impersonate a lot of people. <laughs> I did Kyle Elfrink, he did Ray Flowers. <sighs> Oh, you boy. See, that, that that's the on demand that, that Sirius XM needs to have. Right. We need to be yeah. able to, like, catch that again. Listen to the old school shows. Yeah, definitely. When, uh, you know, things were a little bit more loose and you could actually say things now. Uh, oh, boy. You got to watch every word you say. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. Um, all right. Well, there you go, folks. That's what we got on the table for you here. Those are the early leans. Adam and I will not be back until uh, Monday, right? Because you've got I've got John and Pemba tomorrow night where we finalize our picks for Thursday. And then, yeah, and then we don't record on Friday. So, Adam, have a great weekend. And uh, and I and I hope you win all of your games. I sure do as well, man. And uh, same to you. So, good luck this weekend. Did you just laugh while you were saying that? Because I, I did not. Meant- no, I did not laugh. <laughs> that's a laugh. See what you just did? That's a laugh. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> that's going to do it for us here on Anti Up. Big thanks to all of you for liking and subscribing. Enjoy your week four. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. Right? For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.